Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realise that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd. Alan, thank you very much for talking to me on Human Stories. Um, we're going to talk about CBD. Um, I understand you're a CBD educator and you're helping people understand about it. Um, so welcome to, to the show. Thank you, Tony. Yes, um, I call myself a CBD educator. So I've um, been into CBD for about two years. So, yeah, I've, I've got into the point of spreading the word and telling people, you know, it's not a scary thing. Mm. Okay, uh, so it's a, it's a is it a derivative from cannabis? Is that right? You'll have to correct me because I don't know much about it. And does that pose any legality problems? So CBD is one of uh, 100, 200 different cannabinoids that come from the cannabis plant. So the most well-known ones are CBD itself and another one called THC. Now THC is the one that gets people high when they smoke a joint or anything like that and that is the one that is considered illegal and highly controlled and that type of thing so there's different levels in different plants of cbd thc and all the other different cannabinoids okay what does cbd Um, stand for cbd stands for cannabidiol and THC stands for tetrahydrocannabidiol. I think I think they might be slightly wrong in there, but it's something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. So cannabidiol is CBD. Now, um, apparently, there's lots of uh, benefits of the CBD uh, part of cannabis. Can tell me about those. So, we're finding out now that there are huge amounts of benefits to cannabis, totally, but. CBD is the legal part of it at the moment. So CBD is the bit that we are we are talking about. CBD is the bit that is being studied and researched and people are starting to use. Um, way back in the 70s, an Israeli scientist uh, found that we all had a system in our body called the endocannabinoid system, uh, which is basically a series of receptors through your body um, that needs something to unlock it to make your body work in balance uh, without going into huge amounts of complicated science and stuff like that it's basically about keeping your body in balance Um, and what they found is that using cannabis or extracts of the cannabis plant um, helped this endocannabinoid system stay in in balance so now what we are seeing in a, a sort of huge fashionable rush towards cbd like everywhere you go you see cbd um boots anywhere like that they're selling cbd stuff is that people have started taking it for things like arthritic pain and anxiety they're the essentially the biggest two um, reasons people start taking it and people some people certainly uh, not everyone but some people have seen huge sort of effects and huge benefits from taking it like some people have seen arthritic pain disappear uh, and again, not everyone has found that, or some people have found that their anxiety has completely disappeared. Um, why does it affect? Again, why does it help some people and not others? Um, because 
it will help everyone, but it's different levels of oh. it will help different people. So we're all different. For example, um, I don't drink alcohol, but let's use alcohol as an example. You might get drunk on six pints of lager. Uh, another person might get drunk on half a glass of wine. Because the, the way your body metabolizes the alcohol is different in every single person. It affects people differently. Um, the cannabinoids work in basically the same way. Different levels of cannabis or different amounts of cannabis or cannabidal or whatever bit of cannabis you take will help people um, or affect people in different levels. The same as some, I'm, I've never smoked a joint in my life. It's not something I've ever been interested in taking, but different people will smoke different amounts to get different levels of high. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's always going to be the same. You can't say um, if you're going to take one joint, you're going to have an amazing feeling. If you take two joints, it's going to make you feel sick. One person can probably, let's take Snoop Dogg. He smokes it all the time. He probably, <laughs> you know, he probably could smoke 12 joints on the spin without, you know, having any ill effects. So it's, it's one of those things you have to work with really carefully. You have to be careful how much you take and start slowly and just take a little bit at a time until you find your, what we call your sweet spot. And essentially then, you can work from that sweet spot to sort of manage your, whether it's arthritis, whether it's your anxiety, whatever. So is it basically um, a painkiller? Um, there's no basically about it, to be honest with you, that um, because it's such a complicated um, element of the cannabis plant. Um, but people are using it a lot of the time as a painkiller. So people will go into a high street shop because they're advertising CBD because they've got problems with arthritis or something like that. Where there is a slight downfall is that the advice that comes out of those shops, if they're buying CBD from Boots or somewhere like that, is that they're just going to the counter and someone's like handing it over and no one's sort of saying to them, you need to start with a low dose and work up because a low dose might be better for you. Mm. Whereas obviously if there's people like me out there talking to people, I can say to people, try a 10% oil, for example, which is a reasonably strong oil, five milligrams a drop, um, and you need to try it different ways. So you can try taking it under your tongue. You can try it topically. You can try it by putting it in your belly button. There's different ways you can take it and you can absorb it into your body. Ugh. But <laughs> ugh, <laughs> You're not a fan of belly button. <laughs> Oh, obviously I've got one, but I don't know whether I want to put oil in it. <laughs> well, the thing is, there's. Um, I was listening to a guy that was talking about it the other day, and um, he 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 put it quite basically. Obviously, the umbilical cord when you're sort of in the born womb. or made or whatever yeah. is one of the first things that's made, and then uh. the baby grows. It's already attached to the umbilical cord from right from. So you are essentially tapping into the first thing that was ever made if you put the oil into your belly button and let it absorb through the skin that way. Oh. So if people have got inflammation issues in their stomach or somewhere like that, mm. it might be that putting it in their belly button, letting it absorb, is the best way for them to help that stomach issue. Okay, fascinating. Do you think or do doctors prescribe it as a treatment for anything? Uh, so that varies country by country. In the UK now, um, because obviously I get a lot of my information from the UK because it's in English and I can understand that better. Um, in the UK now, uh, it is legal for doctors to prescribe different elements of cannabis as a prescription. Um, but they are very reluctant to do so. Uh, 
Um, the, the doctors, um, when they go through medical school, they don't get taught about the endocannabinoid system at the moment. They don't get taught about cannabis and stuff like that. So they're, unless they go off and do their own research, they're very reluctant to use cannabis as a prescription medicine when they know that they could prescribe, for example, something like tramadol or morphine, and they know that that's definitely going to help for pain. Okay, I'm going to say something quite... Um controversial now if cannabis oil for example was 50 pounds for a little bottle of it um and available on the nhs because it was manufactured by one of the big drugs manufacturers and distributors then would the doctors prescribe it more because doctors are quite often tight you know they're they're seduced by the drug companies are they not yeah, um, that would be my opinion totally. Now, there is a, a CBD compound that is made by a company called GW Pharmaceuticals in the UK. Uh, they are the biggest producer of medicinal cannabis in the world, uh, most of it for export. Um, it is run by Theresa May's husband. Um, so, of course, it's all tied into the government and stuff like that, whereas mm. until November last year when they legalised medicinal cannabis, no one in the UK could get hold of it, but we were yet the biggest ex- exporter and grower of medical cannabis in the world, which is crazy, obviously, um, which ties in very much to what you're asking. Mm. Um, but they sell a product that is called Epidiolex, which is basically just CBD, and um, which is what you can buy in an oil from Holland and Barra or for online or wherever. But for Epidiolex, for the NHS to buy it or an American company to buy it, and I only know the figure in dollars, but it's $32,000 a year per patient. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? You can't say anything to that. It's like... Wow. Okay. <laughs> some, uh, I'm, I'm not terribly surprised, uh, you know, having you know, some knowledge about what the, the drugs companies uh, are, are up to, and obviously they're businesses, so they're after making as much money as they possibly can. Um, but um, what I don't like is that they're doing it at the expense of people's health, or they're, you know, making people's health difficult because they're making the treatments or the remedies very expensive. Yeah, so obviously the biggest, what we see in the press and the biggest um, news that there has been about cannabis oil for the last few years has been for children suffering with epilepsy. Uh, I'm sure you will have seen in the news there's been mums that have been basically stopped at customs bringing stuff back from Canada and Holland and places like that. Now, they go and they buy specific quite strong cannabis oil from those places that's got a combination of CBD and THC because that's really good for kids with seizures. Mm. Um, But even then, they're paying, let's say, 1,500 uh, quid a month for, like, prescriptions. They get a prescription from a doctor over there and then, like, bring it back. Sometimes it gets uh, confiscated at customs. Other times they get through with it. But that's 1,500 quid a month. Now, there are products coming out on the market now and have been out for a while that would do a similar effect that would probably cost someone 100 quid a month 150 quid a month and like if you obviously if you had a deal going with the nhs or something like that and prescriptions that that price could be driven right down but Uh i guess and i'm not into the pharmaceutical company side of thing i don't know about it but i guess they've got so much power 
with the doctors for things like tramadol and morphine and stuff like that, which have really bad effects on your body. Um, they were they're much sort of more inclined to give those things out, and it's it's a terrible state of affairs when we're talking about a plant that can help people yeah. without any side effects. It's a natural thing. Yeah, I mean, it is basically like a homeopathic remedy for a lot of different things. Now, uh, you will talk to someone that's taking CBD for pain, for example, and they might say the pain doesn't completely go, whereas they might take tramadol and the pain will completely go. It might still be there a little bit. They can feel it, but it makes it manageable by taking the CBD oil. Mm. Now, the tramadol, if you take that for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, what's that doing to your liver? What's that doing to your kidneys? Mm. Whereas the CBD is helping your body get into balance, homeostasis is what we call it. Um, so you're getting good benefits from the CBD throughout your general health. You see people with uh, that take CBD have better nails, better hair, better skin. It's just something that for the last 100 years we've been prohibited from taking because of the demonization of cannabis and that sort of thing. So that is kind of why all of a sudden now you're seeing people have miraculous effects it's not miraculous effects it's just you're putting something back into your body that's been denied for it for about three generations is it possible to make uh, cbd oil yourself or and is that illegal well it depends on the country you're in obviously mm -hmm. so in spain we are allowed to grow up to five plants depending on your municipality um, but essentially up to five plants uh, for personal use so if you grow five plants, you could turn that into an oil. There are videos on YouTube, how to extract it, use alcohol and stuff like that to extract the oil out of plants. Um, in the UK, it's illegal to grow your own uh, cannabis product or cannabis plants, but there is quite a large movement of people, uh, particularly in the MS area, that are growing their own products, um, blatantly growing their own products. They're saying to the police, I'm growing my own. Uh, because smoking cannabis for people with MS is really helpful with the pain and stuff mm. like that. So there's a huge movement in the UK towards saying, look, if 10,000 of us, of us do this, they can't all arrest us. Do you know what I mean? They can't, yeah. you know, they can't stop us, basically. Well, if they legalised it or they made it reasonably cheap to buy, then it would solve that problem, wouldn't it? It solves the problem. It, um, it means you can control what, you know, the problems with the products, whereas... Um, obviously, we will have all heard about people that sell uh, cannabis on street corners and stuff. You don't know what you're getting. No. Whereas at least if it was legal, you would know that you were getting yeah. good quality product or yeah. it was healthy and it wasn't full of pesticides or anything like that. If it's grown no. in a back room in someone's loft, you don't you don't know what's in it. That's no. the problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What sort of ailments can CBD oil help with? Um there's a huge range, actually, but the biggest two would be um, pain and inflammation and anxiety. So um, anxiety can be crippling for people. And obviously, we've seen a lot of anxiety come out over the last six months, given the COVID situation and um, the mental health aspect of being sort of shut in your house and all that type of thing has affected a lot of people. Um, so that is something that's being talked about a lot more now. Um, anxiety, mental health, up until a year ago, even as recently as a year ago, I would say people didn't really talk about mental health, um, especially us men. We're, we're terrible at talking about stuff like that. 
uh, but people are starting to talk about it. So people use CBD for that in variety of different ways, taking oil drops or vaping it or even smoking cannabis. A lot of people you find that smoke cannabis are essentially self-medicating for different ailments. Um, there's things like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, stuff like that. It can be really beneficial for people with those. They're all inflammation-based stomach disorders. Um, MS, we've mentioned. Things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. It can be a preventative for Alzheimer's. So, um, And this is all scientifically proven? Um, scientifically proven is a difficult thing to say. Anecdotally proven is easier because people have been using it for the last 50 years or whatever. Um, and there's lots of reports from people that have said, I've used it from there. Uh, there's lots of um, research groups going on now and scientifically backed research groups going on now because of all the anecdotal evidence. Um, but there's not that many scientific sort of reports. Uh, mm. We're seeing it now in rats and animals and they are starting to do it. But Is that because the scientists are employed by the drugs companies? I think some are, some aren't. There's a lot of um, information coming out of Israel. As I said, it was an Israeli guy who found out about the endocannabinoid system. Uh, there's a lot of information coming out of Israel now. They're doing a lot of research, and the government are supporting research into um, cannabis and the benefits of cannabis and stuff like that. We won't know until further down the line whether those governments that are plowing money into the research are doing so because they've got business interests in it. We we don't know that type of thing until, you know, that it's the government's handing out the prescriptions or it's the government's handing out the CBD. We, mm. You just can't tell that kind of thing. No. Of course, it's in the government's interests um, as well because of the tax they get on sales of anything. Well, yeah, and I mean, to be honest, um, the sales of cannabis, even just for smoking, like on the back streets and stuff like that, is so huge. It would be beneficial to make it to make it legal and use the tax from that for other things. Um, cannabis is very, very safe to use. I would say safe is quite a good word. Um, there are, there are, or there is evidence that people that smoke too much cannabis when they're a teenager can develop psychotic behavior. Um, but that's by smoking too much. So again, mm. if it was controlled, and people were not smoking too much or it wasn't too strong or anything like that, then those type of behaviours wouldn't exist. I mean, we legally consume huge amounts of alcohol <clears throat> as human beings, and alcohol, for me, is one of the worst drugs out there. But mm. Legally, it's, you know, legit and socially acceptable to do, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, um, are you available to give people advice? Yes, um, that is kind of what I do. My favorite thing is to talk about CBD. Um, I really find it interesting. I've got um, a sort of personal background that I learned for, well, I've learned about since I started learning CBD. So my story started by taking, uh, using CBD for a dog that had really bad arthritis. That's how we got into it. Um, and then as I've gone on with CBD, I learned that although I lost my dad 14 years ago, it turned out that he was on Prozac from just before I was born because of anxiety and stuff like that. And down the line, he ended up having to have two liver transplants because he'd got addicted to the Prozac. Um, and then he died of throat cancer because he'd had the liver transplant. So 
I've learned since I started on this journey that if he could have had a natural a natural alternative to that Prozac mm. in the first place, he might still be here with us now. Mm. So kind of, again, like I said, I've only learned that in the last year. Mm. So I'm more than happy to talk to people okay. as much as possible because <laughs> if I can help someone find a product that will stop them taking any sort of pills for 10, 20 years or whatever, mm, it's got good. to be beneficial for that person. Okay. How do people contact you? The best place is probably social media. My name is Alan Parks. I'm on Facebook. Um, I also have an email. Um, yeah, I'll give out the email address. It's alpacaselsoul at hotmail.com. Let's use that one. That's the easy one. Okay, I'll, I'll, put, that, I'll, I'll, I'll put that. Yeah, I'll put that with, yeah. uh, with the podcast on Human Stories so yeah, people can... Yeah, fantastic. Alan, thank you very much for talking to me on Human Stories. It's been fascinating. You're very welcome. Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll somehow inspire and help other people. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to get your message across, contact me to chat about the very reasonable costs involved. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.